Hello and welcome to Talking Events, the industry podcast brought to you by Event Industry News. Today, the studio is set up at the HQ of Blackout um, in South London, suppliers of drapes and rigging to the international live events industry. And a big thank you to the team at Blackout for allowing us to set up the studio for these episodes of Talking Events. Um, on with today's episode. Um, let's welcome into the Talking Events studio uh, Adelaide, Adelaide Johansson, should I say Adelaide, uh, HR manager for Blackout. Adelaide, thank you for joining us today. Um, Robin Elias, Technical Director of Unusual Rigging. Robin, good to have you back on the podcast. Thank you. Uh, Paul <coughs> Ridderford, NRC Manager for Plaza. Paul, welcome back to Talking Events. Hello. We're welcoming um, both Robin and Paul back, as I said, to, to the podcast again, because we on a previous episode last week we were talking um, about stuff that has a close relation to the subject matter of today's episode, but we're going to move in things on in a, a slightly different direction, which is why we've got Adelaide in the studio as well. And we're going to be talking about the National Event Lifting Certificate. So let's start simply by asking, what is it? Who wants to pick up the ball with this one and run with it? So the Yes, hi. So the National Event Lifting Certificate <coughs> is a new initiative launched this year by Plaza uh, in response to what has been a demand from industry for a number of years uh, to be a competence certi uh, certification to sit alongside the existing NRC qualification. Um, it's uh, designed specifically for event lifting, and albeit there are crossovers to the National Rigging Certificate, it is a, a separate qualification in its own right. There are a number of people who, as part of their daily duties, carry out lifting operations who are not riggers. And we feel that this qualification is directly aimed at those so it's people who carry out elements of rigging as part of their job, but actually mm. people who are not full-time riggers. And put into layman's terms, what would those tasks be? Well, there's, uh, <coughs> light, uh, we're talking about lighting crew, video crew, and sound crew, who, as well as assembling their <coughs> lighting, sound, and video rigs, are responsible for operating the lifting of them. Tons in weight and sometimes very complex risks uh, involved. Under Lola, it has to be a competent person doing that. So this accreditation is aimed at all those people. They've, they've got no aspirations or intentions of ever working at height. Mm -hmm. But putting these systems together with loosely based rigging tasks and certainly um <coughs> being in charge and supervising the lifts is. And under Lola, they need to be competent. This is their chance. And, and, and how long has it taken to bring... Um, the, the, the certificate to the table. How long has the development process been in prior to that? How great was the demand that this was going to be brought in? Well, we've, we've been talking about this pretty much since the launch of the NRC back mm -hmm. in 2007. Um, there's always been a recognised need to have something which is specific to people who do not work at height. Um, and so, you know, it's been on the table for an awful long time. The actual development prior to the launch this year, we've been in discussion for at least a couple of years uh, talking about how we could adapt uh, the current standards to, to, to meet this new qualification. And Adelaide, wh where, would, uh, where does a company like Blackout come into the equation when this is being developed and the certificate's being developed? Well, we were involved in the working group to a certain degree in the sense that um, we wanted to put our name to, to, to help develop it along with the other industry leaders that, that have been involved. So um, 
attending some of those um, meetings and trying to bring on board other um, companies to from the lighting audio world was was very key um, and and it was um, for that reason that, that blackout initially was involved um, beyond that we um, well we became um, interested in becoming a, a London assessment center mm -hmm. yeah um, because there will be a lot of um, footfall we hope from from the audio sound and video companies within um, this neck of the woods sure and yeah. with um, UK rigging being um, the northern um, bolt hole and, and yes <laughs> And um, unusual being for the Midlands, it, it, it seemed um, quite a, 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 a good thing to do. So geographically, the, the, there, are, there are companies who are working within this development process who, who are based strategically in parts of the UK where it's going to make it accessible to, to the entire industry and you're going to be able to bring people in quite easily from an assessment point of view. Exactly. Yeah, the assessment centres which cover the NRC, based in Bolton and Northampton, are easily adapted to cater for the NELC assessments. And as Adelaide points out, if Blackout opened a centre here in London, that um, gives people much easier access and spreads the service countrywide. When the, I'm, I'm harking back a little bit to the previous episode when we, when we mentioned the NRC, and, and Paul, <coughs> you've already mentioned the NRC, and it w was the NE NELC, the, the NELC certificate, very much born out of that when you started to see people who were connected loosely but not quite on the same level? Yeah. Or, w or was there a long-term strategy that you would first of all launch the NRC and then NELC? No, absolutely that, really. The, the, the NRC was launched, as we mentioned in the earlier podcast, in, in as a result of demand from industry for us to create our own qualification before it was done for us. Mm -hmm. So the NRC was always the, the, the first priority. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was very much... It was very much apparent to us that there are people who carry out rigging tasks who do not work at height. As Robin said, as yeah. Ro as yeah. Robin pointed out, and, and actually were seen or thought to be excluded from this because, you know, if they've no experience, they're not competent at working at height, how can they possibly get the NRC? So we knew that there is, uh, or there, that there still exists, a huge demographic of people who wouldn't at the moment uh, be able to achieve their NRC. So the need for a specific qualification for them has, has been paramount. And when we say an event lifting certificate, what exactly does does li I mean does does this involve you know carrying your suitcase into the event? I mean, at what point does the the, the certi certification actually become relevant? Well, it's for anyone involved in um, installing lifting gear <coughs> and then lifting, usually a lighting rig or a, or a PA cluster mm -hmm. or scenery or a video screen in the entertainment industry, which happens on pretty much every show now. So, <coughs> so just to, to cut in there, the, N the NRC qualified rigger will have been in already and hung the point, so the, the hook will already be in place ordinarily. Mm -hmm. The lighting uh, audio company turns up and then they need to suspend their gear from underneath that. So that's the, the, the demographic of people that we're aiming at. So the hook's already in place, it's been done so by the qualified person. Our guys now turn up and they need to be competent under Lola, as Robin pointed out, in order to carry out that lift. From a competency um point of view wh when you're dealing with audio companies and lighting companies presumably they're already quite 
um, familiar and, and have a level of expertise with their own equipment and with any equipment that they're dealing with, why, why would they entertain the idea of, of then doing a qualification or a certificate to do something that perhaps they've been doing for a long time anyway? Well, we, <coughs> we recognise that uh, most of them are competent at what they do. As in any, uh, any aspect of the industry, sometimes people creep in who aren't perhaps competent. All the assembling their systems, putting the lighting rig together or putting a specific sort of PA cluster together, uh, although it's rigging related, it all falls uh, underneath the mm -hmm. employer's responsibilities to provide a method statement and a risk assessment and proper training for them to do that. But specifically, when they use lifting equipment to lift any of the, uh, the arrangements I've mentioned, then under Lola, they need to be a competent person. Mm -hmm. And this gives them the opportunity to carry a card which proves their competence. That improves the, s the safety, the uh, peace of mind of the venue, the promoters, everyone else inv involved in the event, and it allows all the companies that these people work for to um, you know, maintain a robust health and safety site file and, r and therefore live up to their responsibilities in the ever-demanding health and safety world. I, I've got the, the, the HSE's website in front of me with, with the, with the, the uh, lifting operations and lifting equipment regulations, LOLA, as, yes. as, uh, as you mentioned. This is something that's listed on the HSE website. Presumably this is not specific to the events industry, hence why there's this, ne this need to, to have something that's been designed from the ground up. For, for this purpose? It's not specific to the events industry, no. But the NRAG as a group, our mission statement is to take care of, encourage and look after the um, best practice and safety within the industry, within our industry. And therefore, along with Plaza, we like to put in place these schemes which um, enhance safety and best practice, specifically in our industry. Before the NRC, set off there was mm -hmm. no real standard within um, sure, yeah, rigging yeah. and therefore it's it's that next sta stage that we're trying to develop to ensure that it's it's available for those people that don't work at height it could be somebody that um, has loads and loads of experience but has never worked from a cherry picker or, or has always been standing on the ground and, and doing using the lifting equipment from ground level. So, so all of us that are in the rigging industry would prefer that it was level three NRC cardholders who were who organised su and supervised all these lifts. Yeah. But because of time constraints on site and commercial restraints, tight-fisted promoters, etc., <laughs> etc. Because et you're always working under time pressure, aren't you? You're, you're exactly. Very, very. Under so pressure. ideally, it would be level three NRC riggers doing all this but inevitably it isn't. So we're putting in place now a qualification to cover those who are asked to do this task, mm -hmm. who need to be able to prove their competence under LOLA. Um, and we, we think it's uh, all the employers will sign up to this because it makes their health and safety site far more robust and then it fulfill their responsibilities. We've had already quite a lot of um, interest from a lot of the event industry. So. Um, Various companies, White yep. Light and, and White Light and the BBC, have both um, been involved Row. in and Britannia, Britannia, Britannia Row, yeah. have all been involved in, in in the developing of the standard, and 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 we have had a lot of interest from other companies that are wanting to to develop their their staff. So the scheme's gone live, and we've we have um, pilot assessments have taken place. 
in December 2015 mm -hmm. and February 2016, um, which were very well received. Um, all the candidates who attended have achieved, I think I'm right in saying, although some needed a second visit. Mm -hmm. um, and hopefully that proves to the employers that this is a worthwhile scheme and they will sign up to it. Well, well what are the, the objectives? Is it, is it to, to reduce um, uh, incidents on site? Is it to improve the technical standard? Is it to reduce the time spent putting the, the hardware in place? Is it all it of the above? It's in the interest of <coughs> safety on site. Okay. Simple as that. It's not supposed to make things quicker. It's, it, it's only supposed to give <coughs> people who are obliged to be able to prove their competence doing the lifting, supervising the lifting, a qualification, a card to get. There isn't one. Well, there wasn't one before now. I think, I think it's important to say with this qualification, very much like the NRC, is that once, you, once you've achieved this qualification, it doesn't necessarily make you very, very good at your job. The reason that we put the NRC together and the NELC is to create a nationally recognised level standard by which people need to achieve in order to get their certificate. It doesn't mean that they're fantastic. It means that on the day they were able to, to demonstrate that they reached the required standard. So they're good enough. Mm -hmm. I've, I've, uh, I've just, just looking at a tweet here that was sent out on August the 18th, a couple of weeks ago, uh, from Jonathan Wood, just registered for Plaza National Event Lifting Certificate two years to qualify, better make a start. Um, is this an intense two years, or is this taking into account and factoring in that this is going to be done whilst people are working as well? And what is the timescale involved? So, as he rightly says, it's a two-year period of registration. So once somebody registers for the NELC scheme, they have a period of two years in which they need to achieve their qualification. The reason that we've set two years is, as you say, there are these people are working. Um, and it may well be that once they receive their registration pack, they look through the requirements of the assessment and think, well, albeit I can do this, this and this, there is maybe some upskilling that I need to do in order to reach the required standard. So we give them that two-year period in which to upskill where necessary. If they first re receive their pack and think, actually, do you know what, I'm ready to go today, mm -hmm. then they can carry out their assessment immediately. But we feel that that two-year period gives people enough time to upskill where, th where they need to. So we need to tweet Mr. Wood back Tell mm. him that if he's ready, bring it on. <laughs> but there we go. Some, somebody hop on to that who's listening to <laughs> it, it, it in the office. Um, it, it's, it's interesting that, that, that we've got all of this, um, I suppose, education coming into the, into the industry. Are there already ideas that, that there are other areas and other sectors and other elements to, to rigging, to lifting, uh, to the work that people like Blackout do, Adelaide, that, that would require at some point further down the line different qualifications? Well, par part of when the NRC was, part of formulating the NRC at level two for a qualified rigger and level three for a qualified rigging supervisor, obviously there's the option there of putting together levels four, five, and mm -hmm. <coughs> we, didn't, we didn't go for level one because <coughs> there's a difficulty in creating a level which for which there's no assessment. So in place of that, we put the trainee rigger card in as a route into the, into the industry. Yeah. But <coughs> all of this work and all formulating these um, accreditations is done by members of the NRAG uh, where it's their second job, if you like. So things are time-consuming. Things don't happen very quickly. So we, do th we, we tend to prioritise, and we felt that the National Event Lifting Certificate was the obvious next step. Um, let, let's qualify for people listening as well. You, you mentioned about the, 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 the trial 
period um, and, and obviously the testing that had to go involved in the development. Is this now um, a live program that people can sign up to? Has it begun? When did it begin? And, and what is the timeline? Where do we stand with it at the moment? So initially, the, the launch of the, the new scheme was uh, carried out at the IPM conference in March this year. So it is a live qualification. Um, we are waiting to carry out assessments at our centres. We're in the, in the process of, of promoting and, and trying to get in contact with the demographic that we, that we feel it, it, it appeals to. We've got a lot of people out, uh, out on, the, on the street at the moment who are talking to employers and trying to get people involved. But it is a live qualification. People can register today um, with a view. As I say, they have a two-year period, but they can take their assessments as soon as they feel ready. The centres are running assessments as we speak. So this is now a live centre, Adelaide? We're, we're in we a live centre? We're almost a live centre. Um, we've, we've been given the go-ahead to um, be assessed be a centre and to be assessed we need to run an assessment so <laughs> um, uh, October, November, December we've got dates um, ready to, to go but similarly um, as with all the companies that, that offer the NELC um, if, if there's a company that wants to have six people be put through and, and assessed on the day then we'll try and organise that um, yeah. bespoke so it's not just the dates that are advertised that are always So it won't available. necessarily be it's those days like an exam date for your GCSEs. You'll have to turn up on that date. There is a certain amount of flexibility. Well, we, we sorry, we, 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 we publish available dates from the centres, uh, which means that at the moment, I believe, we're running a, uh, an assessment cohort every month. Now, if uh, a company comes to one of the centres with a or looking for a bespoke assessment, if they're providing the six people required for the day, then they can liaise with the centre about putting together a, a, a day for themselves. I think interestingly, to th the reason that, that uh, Adelaide mentions that they're waiting for uh, sign-off on their accreditation as a centre is that Plaza employ uh, robust uh, quality assurance processes throughout all of our qualifications, one of which is that although the centre is ready to go here, mm -hmm. uh, we would like to, to carry out a, a, a live pilot in order to sign off everything to make sure that, that, that we're happy for their assessment to carry be, be carried out here. And when you look at the numbers working within the industry, um, is there a target set as to how many people you would like to go through this in the first year, in two years? Have there been numbers and targets actually set as to what sort of uptake you'd like? Well, Paul, you know the figures for the NRC to date. Well, this is it. Uh, we've pretty much to date, we've, we've uh, recently issued uh, our 700th certificate across levels two and three for the NRC. Um, obviously, we believe that the demographic for the new qualification is a lot larger than the rigging community yeah. because now we're talking about lighting companies, mm -hmm. sound companies, scenery companies, etc. So the demographic is, is a lot, lot bigger. Now, if we could uh, match the same figures that we're currently doing on the NRC on an annual basis, that would be great. We obviously internally have set ourselves targets, uh, but we're, you know, I believe personally that once the industry takes a, a hold of this qualification, then it's going to run. Um, for professionals who work in maybe a, a multitude of different roles within the industry, is there a not a requirement, but is there a scenario where they could be qualified with both NRC and NELC, or would one having uh, having one negate the need for the other? The the, um, the National Event Lifting Certificate is a bolt-off quali qualification, so. Everything in the scope of work, so one needs to be prove one's competence at to get the NRC minus working at height. Mm -hmm. 
uh, it makes up the scope of works for the National Event Lifting Certificate. I see. So it wouldn't be it, someone with the NELC might choose to go for the NRC, but it wouldn't happen the other way around because you wouldn't need to. Understood, because that's within <coughs> the criteria anyway Absolutely. of getting the NRC. And an another plan we had initially a long time ago when we formulated the NRC was that it could be it's essentially aimed at event lifting, uh, uh, events riggers. However, it could be expanded. <coughs> um, with slightly different scope of works to include staging and roofing people, film and TV, mm -hmm. stunt people, and there's all sorts of other fields where um, it could be modified uh, to um, cover. So we ho hope the long-term plan will be, will be that it rolls out across other aspects of the industry. Uh, Adelaide, not quite putting you on the spot, but working in a HR management role within Blackout, how, if, if we give the turn of phrase, how the guys on the ground, stroke in the air, actually taken to the to the idea of other people becoming qualified? Do they see that this bolt off, as Robin describes it, is actually going to make everyone's life just that little bit safer when they're working alongside people within these audio and lighting companies? I think it's adding to the kudos of of what the work that we do. So, mm -hmm. and um, therefore, th there are a couple of people that. Blackout are putting forward to do now because mm -hmm. they they don't work at height, yeah. but they're yeah. involved in in developing plans and and, and so on and so forth, um, and they're very interested and very keen to to gain a qualification. So um, hopefully they'll be going to an assessment centre near us very soon. <laughs> uh, this one? What, 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 they're, what, what not, no. they're not allowed to go to through the assessment in that centre. Exactly. No. So so in it for for absolute clarity, if if anybody is employed by one of the working assessment centres, then they can't be assessed at their own by their own company. Uh, obviously Which makes complete sense, absolutely. doesn't Listen, it? Listen, we, we want to be as transparent as we possibly can be, and so we just in order to avoid any of that myopia, that's a policy that we have in place. Also, they can't be assessed by assessors who may have trained them in the past either. Aha, okay. Again, in the interest of neutrality and, and impartiality. Exactly. Um, and no doubt that just adds to the credibility, doesn't it, of, of, of the entire thing. Um, yeah. When we talked about NRC in the, in the previous podcast, we did touch briefly on, on how it sort of is, is viewed internationally. And although it was developed within UK and, and English standards, um, ultimately that carries with it a certain level of kudos, which means it was being looked at internationally. Have you seen the same sort of interest with uh, with NELC? Um, has there been that sort of vague interest from abroad? We may do. We may see that as it becomes established and accepted <coughs> and rolls out across the industry. Hopefully, yes. I've, I've, at the launch, actually, uh, in March, I was speaking to a colleague who works very similarly in, in my role for a, a German organisation, and they were very interested because, it, ironically, this is something that they've been talking about. The guy happened to be at, at, at my opening presentation, and, and he was very keen to discuss it afterwards because you know, this isn't new, this is something that we're all aware of, but the fact that we've taken the first step, uh, other countries are already interested. Um, what is the process of somebody, s w we read out that tweet earlier about somebody who'd signed up for it, how complicated is the sign-up process? How easy is it for people to step forward and, and uh, become part of it? So at the moment, the what we're hoping to do uh, is to, Plaza are about to change their website, so within a short period of time, people will be able to go and register directly uh, on the website. At the moment, if they go to plaza.org and follow the links to the uh, NELC, they are given information about the qualification and as direct contact to me, um, and they can register either online or, or they can register directly through me. Or else they can come through the centres, so they can go via the email, but um, email for NELC 
um, to unusual or to UK rigging or to blackout. Um, but they do have to sign up through Plaza to, to actually be booked onto an assessment day mm -hmm. so that they can receive all the packs and the information that's, that's required. Yeah, one of the, as, as uh, Adelaide mentions the pack, uh, whenever anybody registers for the NRC or indeed the new qualification, they receive a registration pack, which includes all of the documentation that they'll need for their assessment and also includes the NRC handbook for the NRC. Mm -hmm. When we were developing this new qualification, it's very apparent that the majority of the information that they will need to know already exists, so we're not going to reinvent the wheel. So anybody that registers for the NERC will also receive the National Rigging Certificate Handbook, which contains all of the information that they, the, the, that they will be assessed upon on the day. So they will receive that. Um, th this sort of flipping back ever so slightly, um, but and this may sound really, really obvious, but I'm doing it for, for, for the purposes of people listening to this who may not understand fully uh, this particular strand of the industry. Um, and that is to say that when we talk about lifting certificates and rigging certificates, we're not just talking about putting stuff up, are we? We're also talking about getting it safely down. And it's important to make sure that people understand when we're talking about assessing people taking these certificates, it is to make sure that it comes down safely. Because a lot of accidents happen when people are rushing to de-rig at the end of Absolutely. events, don't they? Yeah. At, at rather than actually getting up there at the beginning, when sometimes the time pressure to get out is actually even greater than it was to get in. Absolutely. Um, so it, it's important. Are there elements of that built into the certificates where you are looking at the up and the down Absolutely. as two completely separate entities? Well, uh, yes, they're all they all consist of the same disciplines. Um, have you passed your driving test? You're taught to turn left as well as right. Just part of the part of the uh, the actual assessment itself. We have a written uh, question paper, so we're testing their knowledge, but for their practical skills, what we try to do is to recreate a, a live scenario or give them an example of, of what they would be doing on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. So we give them a, a scenario of a job that needs to be carried out from start to finish, which includes putting it up and taking it down. So their practical scenario assessment is as if they were walking into a, 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 a standard job, which includes the up and the down. And all the written questions, or some of the written questions, apply to taking it down as well as putting it up. It's all part and parcel of the same discipline, which you quite rightly point out, all needs to be addressed and all needs to be covered. What's the, um, is there a, a an element of reassessment built into it, i.e. does it last for a certain period of time, then they have to be reassessed? Uh, no, not necessarily reassessed. So the both the NRC and the NELC, uh, the certificates, once they're achieved, will last a lifetime. Because this is a qualification of competence, in order to maintain that that level of competence has, has been kept up, we ask that the card that they also receive is renewed every five years. Mm -hmm. And the renewal is very, very simple. We ask them to provide at least two, um, a minimum of two referees who will vouch for the fact that over the last five years, they've continued that level of competence. Now, this can't just be their parents, for example, yep. or their brother. It needs to be somebody from within the industry who can say, <laughs> yes, they're still working to that, that same standard. And uh, as long as they're, they're satisfied with that, Plaza will then contact the, their referees to, to make sure that is the case, and then we reissue a card for the following five years. Is that something, I know this is all theoretical, but is that something that in 10 years' time you actually think we may need to reassess that as processes as systems as hardware changes Absolutely. is there a likelihood that that may change in the future it could do it could do i think we're, we're open to the fact that it, you know if the environment changes we're going to react to that um and actually part of the stipulation of uh, taking a, and, and uh, achieving the card 
and then renewing is that if there have been any significant industry changes, then they may need to be reassessed. Um, Adelaide, is there a, from a financial point of view, and uh, a commitment that has to be made by companies like Blackout with their staff in order to, to develop people and, and work them through the certificates or is the is any financial obligation on the individual themselves? How does it work? Is there a cost to be assessed and to gain the certificate? Yes. Um, with any qualification, there tends to be a, a, a cost involved. Mm -hmm. um, so the assessment day and the um, um, registration with Plaza cost money. Um, Blackout are more than happy to to, to um, fund that for our team, for yeah. our employees that we want want to develop, um, and therefore, you know, it's it's up to an individual to choose to do it. Um, we've had contact from from people that work in sound that feel it's a really positive thing, um, and they that they are individuals that are wanting to invest into into it. Um, I think that the there might be information beyond the rigging handbook that could be useful. And I know that some of the assessors have discussed um, potentially offering some sort of training, but it's, it's in development at the moment. Um, to uh, I'm not really sure. Well, everything costs money. Of course. Co companies uh, invest a lot of money in all the training in the various disciplines that they to improve their um, <coughs> apprentice riggers skills and its and scope and there is a cost of the assessment as well both with the NRC and the NERC and, and is that worth every penny I was <laughs> going to say but presumably that the, the companies and the employers are very much looking at this as something that they'll just absorb because of the long-term benefits that it will bring to the to, to the reputation of the company absolutely right providing the service I think it goes across all industries doesn't it for, for people competent people carrying out their work if they require a qualification in order to get work or in, in order to prove their, their competence, it's, it's a worthwhile investment. Uh, is there any correlation at all? I, 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 I'm loath to use the phrase ever so slightly because we bashed on about it so much last year, but with the, the, the CDM changes and regulations that came into place uh, last mm -hmm. year, what are the tie-ins between both certificates that we've discussed? Let, let, let's maybe stress on NELF a little bit because that's what we're talking about mm -hmm. today, but is, is there a tie-in and is there a benefit now to having Nelk alongside the regulations that the industry has, have, is, has had to adopt anyway. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, the, <coughs> the, in, the, the inclusion of our industry under CDM um, in one way has made no difference because we feel that we had a very strong and robust health and safety regime prior to that. Which is what a lot of people said when we were discussing it. Exactly. Fundamentally those who were doing it well didn't really need to change much. And the NRC qualification and indeed the <coughs> um, National Event Lifting Certificate qualification adds to that robust health and safety regime that responsible rigging companies, lighting and sound video companies already had. So in that, in that respect, um, it's it makes it a little bit easier to handle CDM because we're already doing that stuff. And the word is perhaps robust, isn't it? It's giving us all a more robust and, and stable and strong mm -hmm. platform within which we're, we're all working. Absolutely. Um, if people want to find out, uh, we mentioned uh, registering via Plaza, but is it just a case of visiting plaza.org? Absolutely, yeah. If you go to plaza.org and then follow the links to Plaza Skills. And and as, as, as rigging companies, um, 
uh, Robin and Adelaide, w will there be links on your own websites once uh, your own assessment criteria are reached? Um, will people be able to go to your own websites and search for that as well? Well, yeah, yeah we'll sorry, Karen. Blackout will have a page. I know that you, Kay Rigging, already have an Elk page. Um, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> Robin? We obviously don't look at our website. <laughs> 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 yes, all the, all the relevant companies, particularly those who run centres, um, mm -hmm. offer all the information that anyone interested requires. Will more centres come on board as the uh, certificate becomes more popular and, and as interest grows, or is it very much the case that those, those centres... I think at the, the, at the moment we're going to see what happens. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, we've got the three centres in place now, or we'll have, which we feel will cover most of the country. In an ideal world, of course, it'll it'll get so crazy that we need to uh, bring in another a centre. We'll deal with that when it happens. The national event lifting certificate is what we've been discussing, um, and we should thank our three guests on today's episode for their input in explaining exactly what this um, important development within the industry will bring to us. Um, Adelaide Johansson, HR Manager from Blackout, thank you very much for joining the podcast today. Uh, Robin Elias, Technical Director of Unusual Rigging. Robin, thank you very much for joining the podcast once again. Pleasure. Paul Riddeford, NRC Manager for Plaza. Paul, thank you very much again for your time on Talking Events. Thank you. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes. You can also listen and watch a video of the podcast via eventindustrynews.co.uk. For now, we will wrap up this episode of Talking Events. <laughs>